Welcome back to Men in Balance. We're talking now with Steve Autry, who's Associate Minister at Davidson United Methodist Church. And we're talking about men's spiritual development. And maybe, Steve, a couple of questions to get us started here. When people come to you and say they really want to do better with their spiritual life, uh, what do you tell them? Where do you tell them to start? Well, a lot of it depends on where they are in the process, but if someone is coming to me and they are seeking, I I generally tell them just to start. Just, it's kind of like exercise. Uh, You've got to get off the couch, and spirituality is experiential as much as anything else. So you have to begin by simply asking God to help you. it, it's part of my belief in how God works, that, that God is always there, that the Spirit of God is always there. But God's also asking us to make an effort. And so we start simply by asking for God to help, for God to, to, to uh, show the way, and for God to uh, open the doors that need to be opened. And as elementary as it may sound, I think it, it starts with just simply believing that God will hear that God will answer, and believing that God will begin directing uh, our focus to reorient our lives in a better direction. And in the survey that we did on Men in Balance, um, there were a number of folks who say, men, who say they don't pray regularly. Um, in some cases they say they've sort of forgotten how or they don't feel like they know how. How important is that to getting going on our spiritual development? I think it's it's very important, and it may be the most important thing in spiritual development, uh, because I think one of the things that prayer does is it helps us reorient our lives. Uh, it, there's this principle that you uh, you go where you look, and the same thing works if you're driving a car, and you're looking down the middle of the road where you need to be looking, you'll go down the middle of the road. Uh, but if you're staring off at the side, then you're probably going to go where your eyes are going. Mm. And I think in our spiritual life, we, we go where our, our heart and mind goes. So prayer is about, in some way, reorienting ourselves to that which we want to pursue. Um, and I think about what we fill up our lives with, uh, and, and men in particular. And I think about my own self. I I can spend a lot of time watching sports on TV or useless uh, TV shows or I can you know or, or even things that are good can get in the way mm. time with my family time with my kids and so I have to be very cognizant to make sure I go in the right direction and I think prayer begins that process so um so if someone says they, they don't know how to pray, that, that sort of assumes there's a right way and a wrong way and we don't want to do the wrong way, right? But, but really, um, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf even when we don't know what right. to say. So, um, so how, do you, how do you explain this to someone? I, I think it's, um, I like to, to think about how we first learned how to talk. All we could do was babble. Our first words, we don't remember our first words, but our parents probably do. And they were listening intently to everything that came out of our mouth, even when we didn't make any sense. 
And so the energy for interpretation, for communication is on the parent's end. The kid's just doing what he can with what skills it has. And so I think even if it feels like babbling, even if it, even no matter where you start, it, it's that start. Just with what you have, say to God what you want to say to God. And you don't have to learn a new language to do that. Well, uh, supposing someone has had a particularly uh, difficult time and they're angry with mm-hmm. God, so should they start there? They should. They start with where you are. Um, because if, if God is God, and is all the things that we believe God is, then God can handle our anger. I think most importantly in prayer is that we are honest. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to uh, be sanitized to pray. We simply have to bring what is foremost on our hearts and minds to God. And if that's anger then take that anger to God. I'm pretty sure God can handle it. Yeah. Um, So in terms of spiritual development for men, is is there anything different, unique, that we need to pay attention to in terms of what men do versus women? Uh, Yeah, and you know, that's a a great question because we know we, I think for a long time, at least in my experience, we seem to say men and women every, experience everything in common in the same way. And that's just not true, I believe. God made us different. Uh, it doesn't make one better than the other. We're just, we are different in some ways. Uh, and so I think for men, one of the challenges for spirituality is that it can seem awfully passive. Uh, and, and that's hard because... Uh, when we think of it that way. So I think men tend to get more engaged in the life of the Spirit when they have things that they can do that are more concrete. Uh, So I think one of the ways that men can get engaged in spirituality is to find what they have that they can contribute. Um, And and I think that's also one of those hard things about spirituality. I think men want to see uh, results they want to be able to, um, and this is largely speaking from my own personal experience, I, I like to see results. Yeah, sure. I like to have a, a way to measure yeah. my progress, and uh, I, want to make, I want to make things happen. And so that can be a challenge whenever we think of, of God as the one who's the primary actor in this. So I think that, that can be a challenge for men. Hmm. I've noticed in my own life uh, sometimes I'm, sort of pray for things I want to happen. That's sort of getting an endorsement from God for my plan, I guess. Um, but but sometimes when I don't get the answer I want, I do get some answers that won't work. I get some doors closed that I thought would be open. So is that um, is that a signal for us that we should pay attention to? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think we're we all have that tendency to. Uh, come up with our ideas and our plans, and then seek the endorsement mm-hmm. and ask God. Okay, so so God, I've got this. I had this really big thing I want, and this is what I want to do, and I want you to bless it. Uh, I think if we can flip that around, uh, and this is from a, a a person who's now a bishop in the United Methodist Church named Dick Wills, and in his book Waking to God's Dream, he talked about how he had to come to the realization in his own life to start with this question. What is God already blessing, and how can I be a part of that? Instead of saying, oh, here's what I want to do, now you bless it. 
The other side of that question seems relevant too, and that is sometimes I find people uh, sort of um, maybe unable to move because they want to make sure what they do is God's will, so they do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably not a good idea either. Right? No, it's not. And I think people really struggle with God's will, in, uh, especially when it comes to the specifics of life. But I think when we step back and see there are some things that God makes very clear, particularly through Jesus, that is that that idea that these those ideas that we help those who are less fortunate, that we engage in acts of compassion and mercy and forgiveness. Uh, I think if we begin the process with what we know is clearly God's will, and we do our best to live into that day in and day out, then the specifics of where we really struggle. Should I take this job, God, or should I take that job? If if we're not in the habit of living in, in what God is blessing or God's will, uh, as far as our day-to-day existence on that big picture, then it's very difficult just to start with those things that are p- specific and particular to us. Um, a lot of people come to Men in Balance, a lot of men come to Men in Balance because there's some crisis or speed bump or something in their life already. Uh, so I'm just thinking that if we don't have a, a good grounding in spiritual things already, when we hit one of those speed bumps, um, it seems to me there's not much to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's not a time to give up, so no. where do we go? Well, you know, uh, Donald Miller, in, one, in his book, I think it, I, just off the top of my head, I think it's called A, a Thousand Miles in a Million Years, uh, or a million miles in a thousand years, something like that. It, it's but he talks about a precipitating event in his own life that that was a crisis. And I think the reality for a lot of us and men in particular that it's sometimes only in crisis that we uh, begin to to look inwardly and folk and and do some self examination uh, and. I think it's at those times of crisis that that God is God's always present, but it's those times of crisis where we may, may be most open to what God is doing because it takes us out of control, and it it when the future is in doubt uh, and we can't affect the future the way we want to is often when we say I need there's something bigger going on here in my life than me, and I cannot control these variables. And I think that's when that's sometimes when we begin to seek God the most. That's not a comfortable time for no. men, obviously. I mean, they they're uh, feeling out of control. They're feeling things are not going in a way they can see any progress toward. Uh, and yet, that is often the time for spiritual learning, is it not? It absolutely is, and I don't think this is a whole lot different than what we do physically to help ourselves. Uh, be in good shape is that if we want to, to grow physically and develop that way, we have to put our body in crisis. Uh, my, uh, my body does not like it when I run faster than it's comfortable. Sometimes it doesn't like it when I run at all. It doesn't like it when I uh, do push-ups till it can't do anymore. But it's only at that time of crisis that the, the muscles and tissues and all of that really begin to to get what they need to where they can grow. And I think spiritually, we are, we're holistic beings. We're, uh, our spirit, it shouldn't surprise us that our spirit works pretty much like the rest of our body does. And it needs to be nurtured. 
and it needs to be, and so when challenge does come, um, you know, I heard someone put it this way, we shouldn't waste a perfectly good crisis. Huh. Uh, and as hard as it is, as as deep as the struggle is, it's often when we get past the struggle, the struggles in life is where we grow, draw our greatest strength from. And I can just speak to my own experience that the times where the struggles been the deepest and the hardest are the are the places now that give me the most strength as I go forward. So this muscle pain that we feel when we, <clears throat> when we are uh, developing spiritually, that's normal and we should welcome that, right? It's hard to welcome pain, yeah. but I think it is if we understand that uh, there's a, and this gets back to, to, to this simple concept of belief, if we, and if we believe that there is something to be gained by this, it can make it somewhat more bearable. Uh, and if we can stay focused on that, while we can't see the future, uh, and we have no idea what, how this is going to turn out, that you know, in some way God knows, and God God is offering us a future beyond the current hurt. I, I think in a theological way is that it is when the people of Israel are taken into exile, they're they're drug away from from their homeland. The Babylonians come in and take them away. Uh, they're there for a generation, and it's during that time where we get most of the Scripture written down. Mm. It's during that time when they really pull themselves together, when they're surrounded by a foreign culture and the pains at its, at its height, that they clearly articulate, this is who we are, this is what we believe. Uh, and it's interesting to me that so much of the strength of, uh, of Israel comes out of exile, not out of of dwelling in the promised land, in the land of milk and honey, and when times are good, but so much of what what propels them into the future comes out of their time of deepest hurt. Yeah, and struggle. And struggle. Yeah. Um, I like to always give guys specific things they can do, so to wrap this up, can you uh, maybe take off three or four things you'd suggest for a guy to get more involved or get started on his spiritual development? I think... And, and this is from my experience in ministry and with men over my 17 years of being a, in, in ministry, uh, is that men often find it, uh, the, those first steps are often do, are a little easier when there's something that they can do. Uh, I see, I've seen men grow a lot through their acts of service. Uh, and for doing, you know, it can be building Habitat House, uh, and men tend to, to to develop better community when they're doing something like that uh, in some ways. Uh, it can be, you know, using their technical skills, whether it's helping run a sound system, playing in a band. Uh, so I think to, to get active in that way is often a good gateway to things that, uh, those things that can be a little more difficult for men. And so, presumably, when we start serving in that capacity, we will maybe come on to some other ideas I, I of how think to go so. forward. Yeah. I, I think so. And and as uh, as simple again, so much of this is it, it's simple. And I think that's one of the struggles. I think with, as men, we won't. You know, I, I, if someone tells me this is big and complicated and difficult, I'm not sure you can do it. Mm. I say, well. I'll show you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to do my best to prove you wrong, or I'm going to die trying. Right. Um, and 
but it's not that difficult to uh, open the Bible and read it a chapter a day. Just start with uh, the Gospel of Matthew and read through the New Testament. Uh, I had one one man who uses this this way that he he does it. He reads four chapters of of the Bible a day, starts with Matthew, reads through the New Testament, then goes back and starts at Genesis back to the New Testament, four chapters a day. And uh, it's a simple thing, but it it's also a hard thing. Hmm. But uh, and I think just but making a start. It's discipline. Yeah. And that's that can be tricky. Yeah. But we discipline ourselves in lots of other areas of our lives. Uh, I mean, most men that I know get up and go to work dutifully. They come home and uh, are, are part and parcel of their family. Uh, so we make time and for those things because that's part of what who we are and what we do. And, and so to incorporate a spiritual discipline into our life uh, is something we're capable of and something that will bear fruit. But the key to it is persistence and not giving up and staying with it, even when you're not feeling like you're getting anything out of it. Just like physical exercise. Yeah, just like, yeah sometimes it's mundane <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's the grind, but ultimately it, it makes a difference. Well, our time is up, Steve. Thanks so much for talking to us about this. We may uh, follow up on some other questions.